This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 39, Submission 589, Nightstand with Dick Dietrich. Nightstand with Dick Dietrich aired in syndication from September 16th of 1995 through September of 1997 for 96 half-hour episodes or 48 hour-long episodes. Tonight on Nightstand. Can I say masturbation? Obviously you can. Intercourse on the internet. What would happen if your computer broke? Well, it has gone down on me a couple of times. <laughs> then... You suck, Dietrich! Nightstand fulfills some of your dreams. Believe it or not, I'd, uh, I'd love to be a talk show host. <laughs> well, keep dreaming. Cyber sluts, cyber studs, and Charlene Tilton. Unbelievable. On Nightstand, where comedy doesn't get any more better. And now, the host of Nightstand, Dick Dietrich. Thank you. Thank you very much. Guys, I'm sure you remember back in the mid-90s, there were talk shows galore. Not only did you have Phil Donahue sort of coming to an end at the time, not only did you have Oprah, not only did you have Sally Jesse Raphael, but also you had some future installments like The Tempest Bledsoe Show. You had Jim Jay and Tammy Faye, also a future installment. You had even Mark Wahlberg having a show in the mid-1990s. But one talk show that was the best out of all of them, not Richard Bay, was Nightstand with Dick Dietrich. You mean it's not Richard Bay? Everything should be Richard Bay. Richard, oh. Bay, Richard Bay on his own merits was a good show. But Nightstand with Dick Dietrich was... It was in a class of its own. Yes. It, it was a spoof of of talk shows. And the people behind Nightstand with Dick Dietrich would go on to bigger and better things in the future. It was created by Paul Abeda, Peter Keiko, and Timothy Stack. And you may be saying, who are those folks? Well, Abeda and Keiko also went on to do another future installment, Burt Ludden's Love Buffet. Uh, but also... They did another little show called MXC, the Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Another show that's near and dear to our hearts. Say it, Greg. Rob Tussin, never forget. <laughs> yeah, all you, all you people who watch MXC, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yes, and all the Baba Ganoush. Every single Baba Ganoush on that show. Yep. So Dick Dietrich was portrayed by Timothy Stack, who was one of the creators, as we mentioned. But also Timothy Stack was a decent actor in his own right. He made some guest appearances in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, but he would have later success on a little show on FX back in the early 2000s called Son of the, a Be Son of the Beach. Almost said Son of the Beach. Son of a beach. Son of the beach. Son of the beach. Uh, <laughs> and so Nightstand was, as I said, just a takeoff of talk shows, but 
it went beyond that. They used themes very similar to talk shows, talking about aliens, talking about uh, relationships, talking about, I mean, anything you could think of that, that would be a reasonable talk show topic. And the big thing about the, uh, this show was just all the play on words, the different gags, the double entendres. Now, I don't know about you guys. In this area, Nightstand aired at midnight on Saturdays. Did it air about that time in your areas, if you remember? Uh, I don't remember if it ever aired in the Raleigh-Durham area. All I remember is the first time I've ever seen it. It was already running in reruns on the E. Yeah, same here. I don't. It probably would have aired here in New York, but um, yeah, first time I can recall seeing it was on E. Okay, the reason I mention that is because at that time, it aired on Fox here on the Fox station at midnight, immediately after Mad TV, which had just premiered not too much earlier than uh, the start of of Nightstand. That was must-see TV for me. I'm sorry. Saturday Night Live at that time was getting progressively worse, and Mad TV was absolutely hilarious at that time. And then you've got Nightstand immediately after it. This is like the greatest two hours of television to this then early 20-something. Now, you see, you wouldn't have seen it, Greg, because you would have been like 10 years old. You would have been too young. Well, what? No, 95 would have been 11. I would have been 11. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off by a year. You still wouldn't have seen it. I was staying up at 11 o'clock at night and Saturday night. Like, come on. The show itself, it, it sort of resembled Springer in a way. Again, like I said, there are very salacious topics. But also, there was an assistant. Uh, his name was Miller. And he was not unlike Richard Dominic on Jerry Springer's show at the time, where he'd be behind a podium running the show, and sometimes Jerry Springer would make a reference to him and they'd show him on camera. Miller was the same way. He was behind the podium producing the show, and sometimes Dick Dietrich would make a comment or say something, and, and you'd sort of see Miller shrugging it off. So th there were many parallels to different talk shows here. Another frequent character on this show was played by character actress Lynn Marie Stewart, who's been on a ton of shows. She was just known as the audience member, and she would appear in, in almost every episode and would be the audience member to ask a staged question. She was planted in the audience and, and would ask, a staged question, which would elicit some type of reaction. Usually it's a double entendre or a play on words. And, and the rest of the audience who was a regular audience would laugh. They would find it hilarious. So you had one person planted in the audience among a real live studio audience, which is great. Uh, and the show did have some recurring guests. There was a guest that appeared frequently named Bob. Uh, who was involved in various depraved endeavors. The interesting thing about Bob, uh, he was played by Christopher Darga. And a person who, uh, who auditioned for the role of Bob was Vic Wilson. Where would we see Christopher Darga and Vic Wilson later? 
Ooh, 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 can I answer? Go ahead. They would voice Vic Romano and Kenny Blankenship on the aforementioned MXC. Yes! Nice! This this is like one giant family. A Beta, Keiko, and you've got Christopher Darga and Vic Wilson. There was magic there between MXC and Nightstand with Dick Dietrich. So uh, another semi-recurring character on the show was the astounding Andy, who was a hypnotist slash magician, and he was played by actor Steve Valentine, who would later be on the show Crossing Jordan. Uh, But also, he made some other appearances on TV shows. He was on Married with Children around this time uh, as a moviegoer who, once he found out he was attending a movie uh, I believe it was uh, Bridges of Madison County. He sort of like ran into the street into oncoming traffic. He didn't want to be known for being seen at uh, Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> but you wanted to add sign Chico. Yeah, he would also be on the two future installments. He would be the host of A State of Panic, and he would be uh, a guest voice on G versus E. The State of Panic. That was a great show, and he was a perfect host for that. Good call there. He was. Fun fact about Steve Valentine. He said he played a magician named the Astounding Andy. He is a real-life magician. I did not know that. Also a recurring guest who played a doctor on a number of episodes was Ron Glass. And if that name rings a bell... He was a character, a supporting character on Barney Miller. He, he had a longer career than just that, but that's probably where you'd uh, know him from uh, best. It seems like the bigger the name, the less episodes that they appear in. Uh, for example, I remember there was actually an episode with Ant on it. He was only on one episode. Yeah, I remember Ant. He was... He was a thing in comedy back in the, the late 90s. Well, he lasted longer than the late 90s because he was on, uh, what show was he on? Uh, Celebrity Fit Club? Something beyond that. Wasn't he on, uh, I think he was d- d- on an early season of uh, Last Comic Standing. He was on an early season of Last Comic Standing. So he had a, a, a decent career. And he was also on an episode of Son of the Beach. There you go. Uh, but also, they did have occasional guest stars, real-life guest stars. They had Morgan Fairchild, Rodney Dangerfield, Gary Marshall, I remember, was on uh, an episode. Uh, a name that may not be familiar, uh, but again, was somebody in radio at the time, Mancow. Uh, Mancow oh, yeah. Mancow was sort of like a, a poor man's Howard Stern, if you will. Yes, he'll come up again when we discuss the Eagle Man ad, when we do ever we do that local commercials episode, and uh, and here, you all and you all know what I'm talking about if you've ever seen that Eagle Man commercial. I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, the Eagle Man commercial. Oh jeez. And also, I have something for you. Oh no, Greg, uh, stop it! I haven't seen this in about twenty years, but I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, boy! Yeah, Man Cow was uh, sort of a light shock jock in Chicago back in the nineties. 
Uh, and also, Jerry Springer was on an episode. Harry Anderson was. Jimmy Walker was. So it was a decent lineup of, of guests. But the big thing uh, that really made the show was that, I mean, it was a combination of the timing of uh, the delivery of the jokes, but also just the puns and double entendres. And Dick Dietrich, anytime he would say something, a double entendre, and the audience would react, ooh! ooh. ooh. There you go. Anytime they'd react like that, you'd hear Dick Dietrich, I'll let him say it. <laughs> oh, no, people. Oh, we're pathetic. We're talking about the furry little creature. No, people. No, 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 no. And ultimately, in the end of each episode, it really sort of was treated like a real talk show. There'd be resolution. You know, the couple would get back together or there would be the divorce or whatnot. So it actually played out like a real-life talk show, but it was a parody in and of itself. Absolutely hilarious. And as we mentioned earlier, it was on E for quite a few years. Uh, I didn't know it was actually on E for, for more or less four years. I, I'm absolutely shocked by that. But also, I'm sort of shocked that it's not even on TV anymore. You can't find it on Prime. There's a couple episodes on YouTube. It's a darn shame because this was probably one of the funniest shows, if not of the 1990s, of all time, in my opinion. So one of the production companies behind Nightstand with Dick Dietrich was Big Ticket Television, also known as Big Ticket Entertainment or Big Ticket Pictures. And their first TV show they did was Nightstand with Dick Dietrich. But they would go on to much bigger and better things. Shortly after Nightstand with Dick Dietrich premiered, there would be a little show on UPN, which they produced, called Moesha. But then the following fall, in fall of 1996, they really hit the big time with a TV show, which is sadly going to be ending in the next year to year and a half, Judge Judy. But also on top of that, they did Judge Joe Brown, they also have done Hot Bench. So they've gotten around and have had shows which have been very popular. So they must be doing something right. Yep. Oh, interesting thing about Big Ticket. Uh, the pe- One of the people who founded it, Larry Little, he wanted to name the company Blockbuster Television after driving past the Blockbuster. Blockbuster, by the way, would be at this point owned by Paramount and Viacom and all of that. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Viacom opposed the idea because they didn't know what the fate of Blockbuster would be at this time. So he just called it, well, what about that big ticket logo? Big ticket television. Now it's now it's owned by CBS Television Studios, a division of Viacom CBS. Did you guys have any opinions about uh, the, the shows? If you saw any online, 
Well, I saw a lot of it online, and I thought it was really well produced, and I thought it was, it was one of those shows, uh, I remember watching it when I was like 16, 17 years old, and thinking to myself, no way this could be real, how is this possibly real? It yeah. wasn't real. Yeah, same, same thoughts Chico had, it was a very entertaining show, and... You didn't even mind it wasn't real, it was just, it, it just captured the feeling of trash talk of the day yeah and it was a very off the wall show too and you know the people who were behind it were known for be were known for off the wall television uh one of a couple of the writers larry strother jim drake you know what they worked on mike can i say it again you can say it again mxc the most no, extreme Okay, another show. Another one of your favorite shows. Burt Lum's Love Buffet? Night Court. Oh, Night Court! Yes! Yes, 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 yes. And that's where a lot of the humor... You can see a lot of the Night Court humor on uh, on Night Sand with Dick Dietrich. Yes, you can. I, I do want to talk about one incident that is mentioned on our favorite Truth by Consensus Wikipedia... There was an episode in 1995 called Love on the Internet. Boy, that never goes well. Love on the Internet. No. <laughs> oh, no. This is an episode they can play today. Sadly, you're right. Uh, there's one scene that unexpectedly went a little too far when Dick Dietrich tore the clothes off a male model named Cal to see if he could impress... Uh, an uninterested young female guest who was oh. looking for date. Who was looking for a date on the internet? Yeah, the the problem is after ripping off the shirt, uh, the model's tr- uh, trousers were next, and Stack accidentally pulled uh, the model's underwear down as well. As a result, there was a brief and unscripted glimpse of of male nudity, much to the shared shock of the audience and the performers. Oh. And and supposedly this uh, appears every now and then on, on blooper and outtake shows. I've never seen this. I've never heard of it. I remember the episode, though, because, uh, yeah, one of the things that Dick Dietrich did was rip off the model of the shirt so you saw his bulging biceps and muscular body. Uh, but obviously the, the rest of it was edited out for obvious reasons. Yep. Uh, if you if you go to uh, IMDb, that's probably the only image that comes up on the nights the listing for nightstand is uh, Dick Dietrich with this guy who is the rippling muscles and yeah. Yes. Um, and one more thing I want to add, and th- this is from a, a personal perspective. Back in 1996, when I first got on the internet, I actually uh, wrote an email to the Nightstand webpage or to their email address requesting for a signed photo from, from Timothy Stack. And they came through. They did. Actually, I got two of them. So I got oh. a double bonus. Yeah, I got two. Uh, the inscription on the photo, yeah, to Mike, and I'm not even kidding. This is what it says. And I'm guessing this is their informal term for fans of the show. Thank you for being a dickhead. <laughs> oh my god. 
I'm what? not even joking. That's the the uh, the inscription on the photo. Mike, thanks for being a dickhead. Timothy Stack. Oh, that's, that's. I'm guessing you have that framed somewhere. I don't have it framed, but I have it. Uh, yeah, in in a binder. It's it's uh, safekeeping. Let's say that. Boy, now I can just see Greg and, and Chico going in there. Ed Begley Jr. Tardises back to 1996, emailing Nightstand saying, can I get a dickhead photo? <laughs> I'm jealous oh, Mike has when, a dickhead photo. When, when we opened the It Was a Thing on TV Museum, that autographed photo of Timothy Stagg's going to be in the museum. Oh, you better believe it. That's going to be next to the statue of McLean Stevenson. And the model of the Super Train. And the model of the Super Train. <laughs> and, and the Superman balloon from the Thanksgiving Day Parade peeking its head out. And the picture of Tom Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> we, we forgot to, oh, we also uh, forgot to add Greg. a picture. We for also forgot to add a picture of Matt McCoy in the museum, too, next to the Tom <laughs> Ballard picture. <laughs> Hey, when uh, I go to Buffalo in August, I'll get a sign by him. Hey, can you sign it? Thanks. Hey, it's the guy who was in. It's the guy who was in America's ass. Um, oh, it was the guy in America's ass. No, the guy who wasn't America's ass. Oh, I thought he said in America's ass. It's like, whoa, did we? No. Like we don't know about him. <laughs> so wait, my Matt McCoy shrunk, and he went inside Tom Ballard's ass. It's like the Fantastic Voyage, absolutely. I thought he was dead. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but it's what, would, what would Bonnie Urseth say? The, oh, I, I know, I know what Bonnie Urseth would say. Nightstand with Dick Dietrich, Timothy Stack, comedy gold. It was a thing on TV. Oh, it was a thing on TV, and it should be somewhere playing. Uh, and actually, now that I think about it, I do have an episode or two on VHS. Uh, an hour-long episode, so four half hours. Oh, great. Oh, uh, problem is I don't have a, uh, a digitizer. Oh. Oh. And, and, awesome. and also, probably another big issue, I don't think I have a working VCR. <laughs> oh. Well, I have two, so I could help. Well, I need to find the tape. It's, it, it's Ben Minot on line one. No. <laughs> oh, I'd put him online if I could find him. Oh, absolutely. But uh, th that's regardless. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention that now that uh, since we're talking about it and it's not anywhere to be seen. So. Hey, Pluto or Stir, help us out, guys. Yeah, I mean, the Nosy channel already shows talk shows galore, and they added Eye for an Eye, which is a co comedic court show. Oh, and Future Entry, by the way. Oh, God, yes. The guy, so, with, the, the guy with the baseball bat that says justice on it. Extreme Akeem! Extreme Akeem, Extreme Akeem, Extreme Akeem! Extreme Akeem, Akeem. Extreme Akeem. We're gonna, I'm putting that on the list right now. I already put it on the list. Oh, okay, never mind then. Well, that's it for this episode of It Was a Thing on TV. As always, uh, you visit our website at itwasathingontv.com. You can download prior episodes. We've got links to social media. Please, as always, if you're not following us on 
just about every podcasting platform, please follow us. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora. We're everywhere. You can easily find us. I think the one place that we're not necessarily on right now is iHeartRadio. I was also about to say, who needs iHeartRadio when you've got place to be nation, am I right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're also on the Place to Be Nation network, and they are featured on iHeartRadio. So you can catch up uh, with our back catalog by subscribing to them. Yes. So we are sort of on on iHeartMedia as much as we despise them. Hi, iHeartMedia. You've ruined radio. You don't love radio. <laughs> hey, iHeartRadio also gives us Ron Burgundy, though, every week. Yeah, yes, and Ron Burgundy brings us joy. Absolutely. Well, until next week, and we're going to cover two more shows that we absolutely love. Short-lived shows. Not going to give away any, any spoilers, if you will. Um, <laughs> hey, spoilers? Hey, spoilers? Hey. Oh, I see what you did there. Hey, if you listen to the opening of our show, you pretty much have a clue as to what one of them is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, we're not going to give any spoilers as to what we're going to be covering next week, but we've got two more great episodes about great short-lived TV shows. For Chico and for Greg, I'm Mike. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget, like and subscribe, rate and review. Do all that good stuff. And don't forget to share because sharing is caring. Unless you're sharing venereal diseases, that's not caring. Oh. Uh, why, Mike? Why? It's a public service announcement. The more <laughs> you know. Oh, we'll be back next week with another thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh. Well, uh, would, would you mind putting that to a little test? Uh, we've got a production assistant here. Cal, can you come out here, please? Give him a hand, everybody. Let's meet Cal. So, uh, Lori, what do you think? Pretty good-looking guy, huh? Well, he's very handsome, but <laughs> what does that prove? Well, it proves that you might want to see him without his shirt on. Oh. What do you think about that? Okay. It's okay. What do you think about that? <laughs> I just don't see it, Dick. <laughs>